0: As a leader, your primary objective is really to focus on your own personal growth. Otherwise, it's impossible for you to grow your organization.
1: Plug into the minds of the world's cutting-edge innovators, visionaries, and thought leaders, rewriting the rules of high performance at work. It's your time to make an impact. I am your host, Jason Campbell, and this is Superhumans at Work, a Valley podcast. Hey everybody, Jason Campbell here, welcome back to Superhumans at Work and what we have today is actually a special series of episodes that I want to bring forward, which is really giving you an introspective look within Mind Valley itself, which is why I want to bring leaders and individuals within the company that truly represent important ideas that are key to Mind Valley's culture, workplace, and the ways that we operate that sometimes are beyond convention and what we're really trying to push forward with a podcast such as Superhumans at Work are innovative ways for company to really operate at a level that develops people, push humanity forward way beyond what we've ever seen in the workplace before. And so to kick this off, it is my great pleasure and privilege to bring our chro ezekiel vicente to the show and before i give him the opportunity to speak here a little bit about ezekiel is the fact that he is now in the role of running the entire culture and he spends a lot of time with the leadership team at mind valley and he's worked also as a cto within mind valley now Besides this, he's actually an active consultant to organizations and leaders with an aim to create teams and companies that are focused on freedom, responsibility, maximizing happiness, and well-being in the workplace. And if that's not enough of what he does on the professional level, if you get to know him personally like I do, you know he is a transformation freak. He's someone that taps into yoga, martial arts, spirituality, and he's always growing. And what he brings into the Mindvalley culture is that idea that growth is part of your journey as an employee, as an individual. He lives it, he shares it, and he inspires everyone else with it. And so Ezekiel, welcome to the podcast. It's such a pleasure to have
0: you here. Hey, Jason. Thanks for having me on. Pleasure to be here. I don't think I've ever been interviewed for a Mind Valley podcast or anything like that in the past eight years. So this will be a first one for me.
1: Actually, I'm going to correct you. We've done this before when we did about a week of insights when we were running Valley Insights. This is our second interview together. Oh,
0: yeah. Right, right, right. That was like five, six years ago, I think
1: and this is about the history of how long we've been working together and for those listening Ezekiel is also a very personal friend of mine he's one of my closest friends we actually have an accountability group within ourselves at Mind Valley where we push each other every week to set goals to really grow and to do the best that we can do both personally and professionally which really brings me into the first questions i want to introduce this Ezekiel is Mind Valley's looked up as an amazing place to work. And you're playing a role into shaping that. What do you think makes Mind Valley such a great place to work? And what are some of the ideas that you're excited that you've been able to bring forward within Mind Valley's
0: culture? I think, with regards to Mind Valley's culture, one of the things that I really, really find to be unique about it is that there's a lot of emphasis on the person first rather than what they do. And then you can see that everywhere. I mean, you can look at any form of, Business engagement or any form of conversation that you have on the street, or if you're trying to make rapport with somebody, usually it only comes to say a couple of beatings down the road when you guys actually start really talking about real things. And usually that starts from somebody going first and asking about how another person's life is actually going. And in Mind Valley, that tends to be the default. That's the first. And that's why trust is fairly easily brought into the workplace because everybody's willing to really put themselves forward first and say like, hey, here's where I am. i not sugarcoating here. Here's what's going on with me. And I need help from you, or maybe I can help you. So that really leaves behind all this usual case of wishy-washiness in communication because everybody's just willing and brave enough to put themselves forward in front of each other. I would say that there's not a lot of places in the world where I've seen that.
1: Mm. And so... I'd love for the benefit of people listening here, what do you think are the advantages with the fact that we do that at Mindvalley? Like, why should we care? Like you talk about the wishy-washy communication. Are you saying that when we go and talk about our personal lives first, that it gives a lot more clarity
0: on the objectives? How does that work? Well, I think one thing that people tend to forget is that people take on jobs or roles or careers for a reason. I mean, maybe at the very beginning Say if you just want to survive and you really need money, sure, you'll take on a job. But once everything seems to be fairly taken care of, you start looking more like, hey, how does this align to me? How does this fit into my overall vision of my life in the first place? And that's when it really becomes more about the person with which has a tiny bit of them that's the career rather than the career defining the person. If you remember, like a lot of our conversations always tend to be like, instead of just asking each other how's going on at work? People tend to ask each other and even we've asked each other like, hey, how's this week been for you based on the goals that you had for your life and how's work going in relation to that? We're always looking at it from the perspective of how does this work thing that you're doing, how is it fitting into the overall vision of your life? And that's really cool because that means... You don't have to worry about, oh, what is the intention behind this person? There's no need to second guess because you know exactly where the person wants to go in your life. So you don't even have to worry about thinking about career plans for people that you just fabricate out of nowhere for the sake of having one. No, you just really know where the person wants to be. This person wants to be a speaker in the long run, wants to be a marketing genius, thought expert. Then you already know how to guide them through many things. And that's one of the easy parts of being easy and at the same time also uh, partly challenging parts of being a leader of people in Mind Valley because now you're not just guiding a person through their career, you're also trying to help guide them to help them get to where their aspirations are in life. I find that to be fairly challenging but also cool.
1: I want to dig more into that. You say challenging and I've witnessed this challenge as well and it's just you really have to invest so much more time with the people to be honest. There's a lot more care you need to have with every single individual that you work with. And so I'd be curious to see and hear from you, what are some of those typical challenges that you would face and what makes this all worth it?
0: I think that if you're looking at an environment where you want people to be highly creative and innovative, the starting point of that is really when people don't have any doubts about what they're doing and why they're doing it. So if I'm worried about what I'm going to eat later or I'm worried if I'm going to be emotionally safe today, you can forget about expecting any form of creativity from me. (laughs) It just doesn't fly. So it's challenging to do that because now you have to create a workplace environment where everybody is free to be themselves and be free from judgment. And that means as a leader, your role starts changing from telling people what to do to creating environments where people feel that it's safe to be themselves and so that they can express themselves. And that's a very different skill set. And it takes quite a bit more, maybe experience might be the better word for it, or emotional maturity to be able to do that, to know exactly how to lay that foundation for people. So that's actually challenging. And that's one of the skills in the world that's becoming even more and more desired in organizations, people who know how to navigate these situations so that they can guide others.
1: Yeah, that's super relevant to see. And I've witnessed this so much at Mind Valley. And that begs me the question, and maybe a suggestion here where it's like, I feel like the leader needs to have done a lot of work or gained that experience, as you say, understanding their own emotional triggers and needs, because it feels like if that hasn't been handled, it would be very difficult to work with other people or lead other people without having your own insecurities come up and have your own blocks that are projected on other people. Have you witnessed that? And how do people best
0: navigate that? Absolutely. I mean, in highly conscious work environments where it's not task oriented, people, they don't choose their leaders because of their skill sets. They choose their leaders because of who they are as people. Because people are not just looking for I want somebody to learn from in this job scope of mine. No, they're also looking for people that they can respect and can also help guide them through the life that they wish to lead. And that means you can only lead people to the level of your own self-work that you've done on yourself. That's the big one, because that means organizations and teams are really held back only by the level of growth of the leader. And so as a leader, your primary objective is really to focus on your own personal growth. Otherwise it's impossible for you to grow your organization.
1: I know a personal story of yours that I think would be super interesting to hear is the fact that you jumped into the role of chief technology officer close to when I joined Valley? I know you didn't have necessarily specific experience when it comes to coding or technology, yet you were put into that position. Can you talk about why you were still able to navigate that role with success, even if you didn't have that coding ability. Cause I know that you can still do that self-work.
0: Oh yeah. I was actually the lowest paid person <laughs> in, in that team. And that was like, I was expected to lead that group. And all of them were at least 10 years older than me. The reason why they chose me to do it was because they saw that I had nothing to prove. Like I came in there feeling like, hey, I'm here. We have an objective. I want to help you guys. And honestly, I don't really know much about this, but I would love to learn from all of you. So that in itself and being able to really handle very well communication across people from various backgrounds and people who have been doing this for a very long time is the reason why they trusted me in the first place. You're humble. You're honest. You're very aware and open and you take responsibility for everything. And I think that's the only thing that really got me through that in the first place, man. Those guys, as much as I was leading them, they were really crazy teachers and they whipped my ass so badly to learn the ropes. (laughs) And I have to admit, there were times when my ego was really, really hurt because I just didn't know anything at the beginning and they had to teach me everything. (laughs)
1: And that's really interesting for you and humble for you to admit because in essence, as a leader, a lot of people would expect that they're supposed to know everything and to accept the role of being taught by your team would, like you say, bruise the ego of some. How do you best manage that? And is it okay to accept that you're still a student when you're a leader?
0: I think the correct mindset is to assume that you're always a student. I mean, if you're a leader and you're the one paving the way You're the one who's charging with your team to the unknown. That's what leaders do. And if you're charging into the unknown and you have this chip off your shoulder, I know everything attitude, how do you expect to bring anybody through the unknown? You have to be the first one to go in there and say, hey, we don't know everything, but let's figure it out. And I'm going to do this with all of you. And guess what? I'm jumping in first so that you guys know that it's okay to do the same thing. I think that's what leadership is becoming now.
1: I love how it's evolving that way as well. And just to recap here, we talked about how when you step into this workplace culture, such as Valley, we go beyond just like, hey, what tasks are being done? You're really evolving this to understanding the individuals as to a whole spectrum of who they are, what they're looking to contribute, and why are they invested in the company itself? Because I think most employers might have the assumption that, hey, I basically just pay them and that's it. But there's so much more that the person's trying to gain from a company. And as a leader, putting your ego aside, you're also staying as a student forever and you're always learning. You're charging into these unknowns and you're bringing these teams and you need to have that level of trust because to unlock that creativity, to unlock that innovation, to unlock that productivity, in essence, you need to create that level of psychological safety and you want to create that level of understanding that everybody's got each other's back. Now, I wanted to talk a bit about once you understand this, like how do I start making shifts to go beyond that task and really start looking into people as a whole? Because one of the fears that comes up, Ezekiel, I would think that if I start really listening into what the person is looking to achieve, there's almost like a fear that I have, which is, oh, what if I start digging and realize that this highly productive person I have might not be the right fit? To be in the company, if I see that in their personal life, they have very different objectives.
0: I think that has a lot to do with what is the objective in the first place of you, especially if you say, like, see you starting the company, right? You gotta ask yourself, what is the point of this company in the first place, and who do you want to do it with? Do you want a company where you're the only person who's driving innovation? and everybody else you're basically just tossing money at and they just do the work and they just go? Or do you want a bunch of people who are in it just as strongly as you are for the mission and they're not just working for you, but they're working with you in expanding the vision? I think for most people, especially for mission-driven, really powerful organizations, it's the second one. So if you really want to go that route, then well, first, you've got to make sure that you're hiring the right people in the first place. It's really tough to drive a mission-driven organization if you're hiring people just for the skill. You're definitely going to find people who just came in there for the wrong reason. They just cause problems for everybody a long time down the road. But to go back and fully answer your question, why is that wrong? Why is that wrong to find out that somebody in your team actually has a very different mission that they want in their life? That tells you that, oh, maybe I can help this person move on over time so that I can make space for somebody who is more vested into the mission and the role that I need inside my organization. And it's better to find that out early on rather than later on, especially when things are maybe tougher or stakes are higher. So I would say that for long-term purposes, it's better to start those conversations now and find out now.
1: I feel like a lot of times it's like there's a scarcity mindset saying like, oh my God, I don't know if I can replace this person. Talent is so hard to come by. I kind of want to hold on to this person and almost like chokehold them than not wanting to let them go.
0: There's merit to that, obviously. I mean, you're going to take into consideration the health of the company. If you really need this person to do what they need to do for like a couple of months before you look into potentially replacing them or moving them to a different role that better fits them, then you got to be prudent about that too. But to be able to find that out very early on, I think is very important as a leader.
1: And so as we come towards the close of this, I want to ask, what are some of the trends you're seeing in that leadership development path that you're very excited to see and that we're implementing with success at Valley?
0: Well, very light one is that there's a lot more emphasis on wanting a lot more kindness and compassion in the workplace. And it's like saying the fastest growing and innovating organizations are those who rely on a lot of shorthand decision-making. And that's like, Jason, I know what role you're playing. You know what role I'm playing. I don't need to always check up if you're doing it absolutely the right way, because I trust that you have your stuff together and you trust me with mine. So every time we come to a work situation, we're just, you got this, I got this. So that's shorthand decision-making. And to be able to create a system of shorthand decision-making inside an organization, there has to be a lot of trust. And if you're going to trust somebody, you're very likely going to trust somebody that you like. And that's why I see a lot of focus now on organizations wanting to infuse kindness and compassion as part of their leadership mantras. And that's pretty cool because workplaces have always been this highly masculine, highly competitive, top-down, ram-ram-ram-in-your-face kind of environments. And yet we know that in the long term to flourish in terms of innovation and have great culture, you need a balance of that too. The whole masculine and female energy put together. And I love that. Welcoming kindness and compassion along with the ambition and vision. I think that's really, really cool.
1: I love it. Ezekiel, thank you so much for spending some time with us. For those listening, as a recap here, it's really about understanding that as a leader, it has to go beyond just hiring someone for tasks. A lot of these low-level tasks are actually gonna be automated. They can be outsourced. But if you're bringing people onto the team, you have to invest into them as a whole person. And then you're gonna be able to unlock so much more potential from the people on your team by understanding that they can be drivers of that innovation. They can be drivers of that creativity. It doesn't just need to rely on a single person at the top of this pyramid that's doing all the deciding while these minions are simply just going about and doing these tasks. And if you're somebody within an organization that recognizes that you have potential, you have creativity, these are the kinds of conversation and this is the kind of podcast you'd want to get your leadership team to listen to as well. And as we bring more compassion, more kindness into the workplace, which is an emerging trend for amazing companies, the top talent are naturally flocking to those organizations because they understand that they can be heard, they can contribute, and they can make a greater impact in the process. Continue learning. Be a student forever, regardless of where you are within the organization. And you'll see that you'll continuously grow. People will trust. Decisions get made quicker. There's less hesitation and the profits go up. Ezekiel, thanks again for being on the show and everybody listening. Thanks for tuning in. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to this amazing interview with Ezekiel Vicente. We talked about some crazy stuff when it comes to leadership, and we want to bring you more insights from behind the scenes within Mind Valley, and we'd love to know from you. What are specific things you notice at Mindvalley that you'd love to hear more about? Leave us a review and comment on this specific episode and what you'd like to hear. And please do share this with your teams and with other individuals that you know will highly benefit from adapting these future models of leadership that are really helping organizations grow and helping individuals grow within the workplace as well. This is Jason Campbell. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, take care.